Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the American Masterminds Podcast. Each episode, we invite extraordinary guests who are masters of their craft, they're innovators, entrepreneurs, and of course, motorcycle enthusiasts who have made their mark in the world. They share their stories, insights, and hard-earned wisdom, giving you a front row seat to the strategies and experiences that shape their successes. So sit back, grab a drink, and get ready for an exhilarating ride as we dive deep into the minds of these exceptional individuals. Along the way, we'll uncover powerful strategies, gain fresh perspectives, and explore the limitless possibilities of what it takes to be an American mastermind. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the American Masterminds podcast. Uh, this evening, we have Rob Adams, who's going to be giving us a little bit of a breakdown on Thanksgiving heroes, and to listen and uh, and ask questions and facilitate the conversation, we have Kelly uh, and Jared, both from American Masterminds as well, so they'll be giving their input. Thank you for joining us, gentlemen. Booyah. But uh, here we are. Let's not forget the man on the board. Oh, the man on the board. How could Big I? Big Scott. Big God. Scott. I'm an asshole. Let's hear some sweet, sexy I'm voice. I'm here. <laughs> Thank you, Scott, for mixing for us this evening. All right. Where would yeah. you like to start? I'm excited That's to have this conversation. A great question. Uh, well, let's, let's... You know, I should have thought about this a little bit more before let's I sat down at the table. I was like, I was going to say, that's literally... I, was, I felt Begin so, at the beginning. It, start felt, at the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> it felt so cliche to say that, but I do. I want to go back to the beginning. All right. Well, well, the beginning, there's a couple of beginnings. There's uh, when I actually started the charity nine years ago. before that. Before what that? inspired it? Yeah, um, I the, like this part. This, this part, is... the story. <laughs> this is like Jared's getting his, Let's go ahead his and blanket all dive into this. Let's start first with the mission, right? Okay. So what's the mission for Thanksgiving? No, no Hungry Kids. That's a good idea. What's the purpose? It's no Hungry Kids. Simple mission. No Hungry Kids. One in five kids here don't eat unless they're at school, and I find that unacceptable in this community. Yeah. We live in a community of abundance. There's a lot of chubby folks, and to think that there's children going without food, I find that unacceptable. And um, I, I believe in fighting hunger for adults, but I also believe that adults make their beds and they should sleep in it. You know, that's, yeah. they, they, they don't have the choice that uh, these kids don't have that choice, and so they're victims. And I think about these hungry kids going to school or being without when we we're blessed with so much, and so... That's that's the mission, but just simply put, no hungry children. Okay, sounds I good. I can really get behind that, Robbie. That's that's a great mission. Thanks. Yeah. yeah, I agree. But what? So then, from that mission, where did that come from? Where did that innate drive come from? Um, well, two things. Uh, first, I've been raised to believe that um, I should leave the campsite, the world, anything where I'm at, a better place. I can't. I, we, uh, my dad, when we were out camping, when we'd leave the campsite, we'd go police it is what he'd call, and we'd pick up all the trash, even nice. if it wasn't ours. Yeah. Um, and so it's kind of morally ingrained to me that I want to leave this mortal coil when I'm done here a better place than how I found it. I like that. Um, but on the other side, the story uh, is that I was uh, a boy in South Texas. We lived in a town called Porter. And um, we moved there, and my dad was an HVAC technician, and he went down there and um, the company that he was working for, still in business, by the way, wanted him to go to uh, people's homes and check on their, their air conditioner and then upsell them things that they didn't need. And he told them no. And so they fired him. And we drove from uh, Las Vegas down there, and we were in Porter, and we 
pretty much sold everything we had in order to get to Texas. And there we were. Dad was unemployed. And it was during the recession back then. And so there wasn't another job available for him. And so we were in a bad way. You were how old? Sorry. I was 11. Okay. 12. So conscious of what was going on at that point? Not really. Not really. That's the magic part about, for me, about the story is when all this was going down, I didn't know that we were poor. I didn't know that we were broke. I thought we were camping. I thought it was awesome. Yes. We're sleeping outside again? (laughs) That's amazing. We're going to sleep in the truck again tonight? Yay. It never really occurred to me. And my mom and dad made it kind um, kind of that environment. They didn't, there wasn't, and I'm a dad now, and I look at that, and I think I'd be... I'd be losing my mind. Shitting my pants. I, yeah. If I didn't know where the next meal was coming from, knowing that I couldn't even provide that food, broke, unemployed, no options, lost, destitute in a, in a brand new city. We didn't know anybody. And it was... Kudos to your parents. Yeah. Too. Yeah. Seriously. I admire the hell out of them. Because yeah, as I look back as a parent, you have that perspective, right? Like, yes. I worry about now, like, I'm doing really well and I still worry about that stuff. You know what I mean? Right. And here they were in that terrible place christmas was coming we were sleeping in the truck it was getting cold even for houston and um a family showed up the christiansen family and um they said come follow us we're come to our house and so we loaded everything into the truck you know what i mean that's that was our house and we followed them into a town called kingwood texas and the the difference porter and kingwood i mean it really couldn't have better names like it was amazing this these people lived in a house that had a big like window in the front of the house and the tree in the front of the house. Right? The, yeah. It's just like in the movies. Like yeah. I was just like picture wow. perfect. Yeah, picture per- picture perfect. And under the tree, um, the tree kind of came down at an angle, and then there was presents that came down from the, that angle, and they were for my family. This family was from Utah, and uh, every Christmas they would come home to spend time with their family, and so their house was going to be vacant for a week or two. I can't remember the time frame, um, and they just wanted us to live in the house. And there was no like, don't go into the West Wing. You know, there was none of that. Yeah. It was like, this is your house enjoy it the thing that really struck me most was that um in the fridge i remember opening that fridge and there was the pumpkin pie with the whipped cream all the way around in the in the middle yes. of the and i remember turning around and looking at my mom who was bawling just crying and i said one day when i'm rich mom i'm gonna do this for somebody and she said robbie i know you will and it was like a little yeah. bit of a contract wow. i made with my mom and we lived in that house, and we ate that food, and I had clothes. Um, the clothes that I had um, before that day were the clothes that I wore to church, the Sunday clothes is what we call them, and my school clothes, one, one pair of clothes I would wear every single day. And, uh, man, the lunch ladies, they took good care of me. They knew that when I was coming in, I was hungry. I was, <laughs> I was ready to eat, and they would just load that plate up, and I got free breakfast and free lunch, and they would load that, wow. the, that tray up to, like, it was groaning because I was – I was a growing boy. I was starving. Yeah. All and you time. weren't eating elsewhere. Wasn't was eating your food. Out. Yeah. Wow. And then on the weekend, my mom and dad would like somehow put together some like a, a, a bologna sandwich or something during the day, but it was one meal. And then on Sunday we would go and church down there. Everybody would bring uh, a, uh, it was like a potluck because they had the way that church worked is they had like a morning block and an afternoon block and it was an hour and a half away to get to church. And so we'd get there and we'd just stay and have lunch and then we'd come home. And that was it. And so we pretty, pretty humble. So now fast forward, I'm, uh, I was a police officer. I was serving the Navy. I served in the army. I did all these adventures and I, um, found my way to real estate. And it was my first or second year in the business, Kelly. I was working super hard and have being like very blessed. Things were going good. There was a lot of short sales in the market. Like it was just 
kind of a crazy time, just like it is now. And I was selling a lot of homes, and I was in a place of like the most abundance I'd ever had in my life. Like, right. this is awesome. Like, I'm I'm paying all my bills. I, I'm ahead sometimes. You know what I mean? Like, it was awesome. No worries. Well, no worries. What a concept. And uh, my mom gets diagnosed with brain cancer in June, and uh, she kind of became incredibly mortal. If you've ever been around someone who has their mortality, she refused to get any chemo. She didn't want to get healed. She was ready. Like, I don't want to go through all that, Rob. I'm ready to go. And she died in October, so June to October. But in that period of time, she said, Rob, you need to quit talking about doing this and get to it. Call me out. And so I said, okay, well, I I think I'll feed 10 families. And I went and talked to the schools around Christmas, and they're like, Rob, man, we're – we're buried at Christmas. There's, there's nothing. There's no opportunity. There's a lot of generosity happening at Christmas time. And I'm like, well, what about Thanksgiving? And she's like, nobody does Thanksgiving. Nobody's taking care of these kids at Thanksgiving. It's like a forgotten holiday. Everyone and, um, thinks about it during Christmas, yeah. and then beyond that, that's it. Slips their mind. And so I said, well, how many, um, how many kids need this help? Because like, I thought we, like, I've lived everywhere in the world pretty much, and Utah seems to me like it's a very abundant wealthy place and she told me then one in seven kids don't eat unless they're at school and I was blown away I couldn't believe it I thought how is that even possible here in Utah the land of milk and honey Zion every kid should be well fed and so I was just really very surprised and so I I said well I'm going to raise enough money to feed 10 families and um, can you find those families for me and she's like yeah we can do that and and I thought "Mm, let's I'm going to go to the store it was about Back then, it was about $80 to buy a turkey, 10 pounds of potatoes, a gallon of milk, a pound of butter, the rolls, the veggie tray, the olives, all of the stuff that is included in a Utah Thanksgiving. <laughs> olives. I don't know. Weirdos. Funeral potatoes. <laughs> yeah. Potato, yeah, funeral right. potatoes with the, um, the onions on top. Right. Yeah, green beans, the whole thing. About 80 bucks. And so I'm like, okay, well, I'll come up. I can come up with 800 bucks, and then I'm going to go buy the groceries. They'll give me the names. I told my friend Joe hey, man, I'm thinking about doing this. And he wrote me a check, and he's like, I want to do 10 families. Like, right now, he wrote me a check. And I was like, boom. All right. So I called up the school district. Can we do 20 families? Yeah, we can do 20 families. That first year, I fed 700 and, and I think, 55 families. Nice. Wow. Because I, I can't shut up. <laughs> if you know me, I'm telling you about And if I'm excited about it, guess what I'm doing? Guess what? Yeah. Guess what? Oh, my God. This is going to be so tell, much fun. Good, sir. Oh, my God. Spread the good word. So that first uh, Thanksgiving, I did it on the Tuesday before Thanksgiving. Not really understanding how this worked. I just thought, oh, I'm going I'm to check that karmic box. I didn't realize that kids get off on Friday, and they don't eat Saturday, Sunday. I would deliver the money on uh, Monday, and then I would deliver the food on Tuesday, and they would have enough food. It was about 65. It is 65 pounds of food that we deliver right to their house. And I didn't know, um, how am I going to get their addresses? I, the, the gal, her name was Nancy Adams at the Jordan School District, and uh, she's just like... She was just logistically on top of it. I was just, like, raising money. I had no idea, like, how it was going to work. Right. So the day of the event, I woke up. I sat up in bed, and I'm like, how am I going to unload the truck? What if nobody shows up? I had all these fears, and I went down. I did it at the um, one of the Jordan um, School District's extra, like, curricular where they teach, like, beauty school and shop and all these different things. It's right there on 126 South. And I went in, and these ladies had, like, signs up, potatoes, turkeys, 
All of the, it was organized. They, it all came together yeah. for you, right? Yeah, they put you it didn't... together for me, and wow. I was just so amazed at how well it worked. And unloading the truck, it was like a fireman's line. And I had all these people show up because I was talking about it on social media like I do every day. Um, and um, just random people, I had no idea who they were, were like, yeah, I'm here to help unload turkeys. All right, giddy up. And then um, cars started coming into the parking lot right around 8.30 when I was talking about it in the morning. And we just started loading there was a, um, the Jordan High School cheerleaders showed up, or one of the high schools, and so they were out there like schlepping milk. And it was just like this huge, all hands on deck. Yeah, that's incredible. Mayhem. No, there was no system. It was just craziness. And we were loading up the cars, and I would have a piece of paper with this child's name on it and an address, and I'd be like, okay, go get it. And I, I um, went to the school district, and every time I would get an increase or a donation, I'd, I'd call the school district, can we do 100 now? They're like, yeah. Can we do 700 now? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so it was like awesome th that it even happened was kind of a miracle on so many levels, yeah. just like bananas yeah. that it went down. And then I'm like, okay, well, I, I've done it. I've checked my box. My mom would be proud of me. You know what I mean? Like she, she had passed away like – the month before oh, at her man. funeral. Like you just all, imagine her like looking down from be. heaven, just being like, that's my boy. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. And every, but every boy, I don't care who you are, kind of wants to make their mom proud. Oh, absolutely. You yeah. know what I mean? Like that's kind of like in my wiring. And I just thought of that, like, okay, I've done my thing. Good. Now a year goes by. It's about 60 days before Thanksgiving and I get a call from this lady and she's like, Rob, where are you doing Thanksgiving's Heroes? And I'm like, <laughs> I'm not like I'm done that was like a, I, I did it last yeah. year yeah. did you did you name it that first year yeah, Thanksgiving Heroes Thanksgiving okay. Heroes Thanksgiving that was your Heroes it had an S in it back then that was your mistake yeah. named it and named everyone's it. like it's a thing now. it's a thing it's a real thing <laughs> and this lady called me she's like Rob last year my husband left me right before the holidays and I was standing in the grocery store when the school district called me and I was trying to decide do I pay for rent me and my two daughters do I pay for rent or do I buy food and um, now I'm on my feet. I've got a job. I'm paying the bills. Like it wasn't. I'm not, I'm not surprised this year by being left alone. And I want to pay it forward. I'd like to do a donation, and then I'd like my daughters and I to come and deliver food. And I had this moment, like this download moment, like, huh? This could just be perpetual. That's why I did it. It's, it's bigger than you. Yeah, that's the exact reason I did it. I, I was paying it forward. This isn't. This isn't about the food, is it? It's not about a turkey. Oh. It's about an opportunity for this family to look that family in the eye and say, you matter. Yeah. I love you. There's hope. Unity. Unity. Yes. To build this like community. And I had this like weird, I don't know if you want to call it the spirit or God touching my mind, but it was like, this is, this is what I made you for. This is why I put you on this earth, Rob. And I had this moment of clarity, like, Nothing else mattered. If I do this and I do it well, everything else in my life will add up. Like my kids will be taken care of. My business will be fine. It will all add up. And this is what God made me to do. And here I am nine years later. Sorry. It's amazing. It's just so powerful to me. It really is. And when I talk about Thanksgiving's heroes, I talk about it from this place because it wouldn't be here if I didn't believe this so strongly because this is right. hard, man. Raising money. That's what I was going to ask you. Like, what are some of the major challenges that you go through every year uh, to make this happen? Well, this year I have to raise $420,000. The cost of groceries for each of us has gone up 28%. Did you know that? Last year yeah, alone. 
uh, I, I've been feeling it, not to that extent. Yeah. When That's you walk out of the store, you're, you're dropping as much or more money, and you're walking out with less. You have yeah. to be smarter. And so the number from it was one in seven kids when I did it at first. Now it's one in five kids. So the problem's getting worse, and the solution's getting more difficult. Yeah. It's like I've got this target that's getting harder to hit and bigger at the yeah. same time. How yep. is that possible? Yeah. If a target gets bigger, it shouldn't be harder to hit. <laughs> it be it's, always, it's getting harder to hit and your bullet's getting like tiny. Yeah. And so that's the one thing. The second thing is that there's just a bad reputation with charity. There just is like when I tell you, hey, hey, Kelly, give me 10 bucks. I swear to God, I'm going to do good with it. Most people are like, mm, what? You know, right. right. Sure you are. And so it's been hard to build that kind of momentum. Like people need to trust me that that's what I'm going to do with it. I'm not taking a salary. I'm not driving a nice car because of a charity. It's not because of a tax write-off. Right. It's this real need that needs to happen in the world. And I've been called to fulfill that need. Right. And, and so how do I convince you that I am trustworthy? Right. How do it's I do that? Super unfortunate that other other people it's it's the, the i feel like this happens across the board no matter if it's a charitable organization a corporation or just anything else the one bad apple has to spoil it for everyone else right yep. so you've got these individuals who are creating charities more for personal benefit and that's a, it's kind of a facade but then for people like you that impacts you in terms of how many people you can actually help well, I think that's a big part of it. I also think, and I do believe that, I believe that there are people out there that are treating it um, wrong. They're treating like a it game. Wrong, or like a, yeah, or a tax write-off or a right. break or a shelter. But then there's other groups, um, and this is happening because of the, the way the, the, there's no accountability in our media, in the, in the news. Um, there's an organization that um, spent um, $7 million on advertising and the media went and talked about how um, inexcusable this media spend is, but they raised over $80 million because of their spend, and they're helping more people. 40% of all of the health benefits that were happening for veterans were happening through this organization. Right. And because the media painted them as irresponsible with their funds, they were kind of blackballed. They, 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 they tanked, and they are not, they're helping fewer people. Wow. And so there's a, there, I was talking about this earlier, there's a movie coming out, a documentary called Uncharitable, and it talks about the, the incongruency between raising money and spending it where it's expected to be spended or helping people. If I can take $7 million and make $80 million with it and help more people, isn't that better than taking $7 million and helping people? Just yeah, directly, right. 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 Do you get what I'm saying? Yep. And so there's this weird incongruency where if I give you I, I and I've bragged about this for years I'm, I'm a, a close to 90% of my dollar 90 cents on the dollar goes to the bottom line I have one employee but I'm expected to host a world-class experience for you for you to come down on the Saturday before Thanksgiving I'm gonna load these boxes in the in the car and I'm gonna give you an address and you're gonna go deliver it and you're gonna change your children's perspective from entitlement to gratitude and you expect me to do that for 10 cents on the dollar, which is a realistic expectation. I'm actually very proud that I'm, I'm running as lean as I am. Right. But in that, there's a cost for boxes, and I have my one employee, and my website costs money, and all these things cost money. And where does that money come from? It's coming from me, mostly. I want you guys to know, like, I'm personally funding most of the, of the organization. But 
it just is an unrealistic expectation that I, I want to help and feed more families, but I need to do it for nothing. It's not sustainable. It's just not sustainable. Yeah. If, if I want to create this world-class experience and help more people, I need to have like a, a world-class marketing company that's has deliverables that are going to help me do the best videos to help tell the story. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Like there's, it's just weird, this charity. The, the, the paradox of trying to run a charitable organization and realizing that you're the, the term or the phrase nonprofit, right? You're a nonprofit, but at the same time, you need to generate money. So it's that a business. You, yeah, you need to still run it like a business so yeah. that you can scale it. Yeah. If you can't scale it, you're, you're going to continue to help the, at which the miracle behind it scaling as quickly as it did initially. Yeah. But you're going to keep helping that number of people perpetually. Right. If you don't, if you don't treat it like a business, there's no way you're getting to four thousand families. There's, right. no, yeah, there's just no way. Right, and so it's an interesting paradigm, isn't it? To think about how much the the real question is how many people am I helping, not how much money is going to help the people. Yeah. If I can help more, and it costs a little bit more, I'm helping more. Yeah, it's a weird thing, and I think about this a lot. The name of the movie is called Uncharitable. Yeah. There's a book Watch. and a, a TED Talk on it. If you look up TED Talks, it's un- uncharitable. And it's it's an interesting paradigm because I actually, um, even having a charity, hadn't considered the idea that what I'm doing is nearly impossible. Yes. <laughs> I laugh loud because this is the hardest thing I've ever done. Yeah. It's crazy hard. We had mentioned something about a little bit earlier about basically building credibility for your charity so people will donate. And I, I noticed one of the things with Thanksgiving heroes that they do really well is that they involve the community in every aspect, right? right? So from filling boxes to loading boxes to unloading boxes to delivering to families, every step of the way people are involved in that. And so in, in my perspective, that builds credibility for the charity. Right? Agreed, yeah. Right. I think that is my magic. Um, bullet is that once you've come and you've actually delivered the food, you're hooked. It right. really is. This an, is a tradition. It's an amazing experience. So you delivered. It's an experience. It's an experience. So you delivered for the first time last season. Is last that right? season. Yes. Can you tell me about that really quick? Because I'm always interested to hear what the first experience is like. It's it's quite the ordeal to pull up and just see the. It's like a factory of gratitude. It's it's nuts. Yeah, it's just crazy. So you pull it's in. a giant warehouse. Yeah. There's forklifts and all kinds of crap buzzing all around, <laughs> yeah. and just boxes as far as the eye can see. And people are just getting, you know, a card with an address and a little bit of information, and boxes of food. And it's just kind of a pretty streamlined, I would say. You, you kind of just pull in you have it set up pretty well yeah i'm and, surrounded uh, by way people way smarter than yeah, yeah. <laughs> i mean you know you pull up they ask you where you're trying to deliver what city you're you're wanting to deliver to okay here you go i have this many can you take three sure great oh you're in a truck you're going to Tooele? yeah we take five I take six <laughs> yeah yeah and yeah heck yeah and um being able to involve my kids was probably the best can we talk about that absolutely so how how old are your your kids uh then they were nine and seven nine and seven yeah so they're still they still believe in magic they're still kind of sheltered they've got a great life they don't know how good absolutely and that's that's really important for me because 
I don't have the exact same story as you, but I grew up not having tons of stuff. You know, I, I'm not as, I wasn't as blessed as I am today. And they don't see that. They just see how good your life is. We get to do whatever we want. Yeah. We get to place whatever sport we want. Yeah. We, we get, live in this beautiful house. Yeah. We, you know, we never have gone hungry or never have gone without. They want for nothing, really. Yeah. So for them to see and for me to explain, like, these kids don't get to eat unless we bring this food to them. Mm. And it, it really touched, especially with the nine-year-old. Now she's 10, but she really grasped that. And it, it was pretty amazing to see she just was really... She's really into it and pretty emotional about it as well. So it was pretty amazing. It was amazing. Yeah. So you have <clears throat> your truck is full of boxes. Yeah. And you drive up to the first house. And the thing is that I've, I heard a couple stories like sometimes they won't answer the door or they don't want to talk to you or you just leave the box. Okay, that sounds good. But all six that we delivered to were so it was amazing they're just full of gratitude like how did you know and i'm like it was me as thanksgiving heroes but i just want to let you know that you matter it's pretty powerful, powerful. So, somebody cared about you yes that's the message somebody cared somebody anonymous anonymously gave your name and information i hope you have a great holiday yeah yeah, and that's and where it's at. These you kids. can really see them light up too. It was great, and especially when, especially the ones that their kids were there as well. Yeah. that was that was great. Yeah, you can all see the happy dancing. Yeah, there's a pie. Yeah, there's pie. We can have a. Can we eat yeah. it now? <laughs> you can. I feel like much the way that the kid who's delivering the food is still living in that kind of fantasy world, or that that the, the living their best life still if you will, I feel like the kid who's receiving the food is in the same boat, right? They, they're probably, a lot of them are much like you, like, everything's normal. This is just yeah, normal. And then they get the food and it's like, that is... Such a treat. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, That's inc- get, that must be incredible. We get pie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I, I know that this, I know that <clears throat> these foods, these boxes are unpacked and the food is cooked immediately. Like, this oh, is yeah. what's, this is what we're eating. And the turkey leftovers, I mean, turkey a la king, turkey sandwiches, all of this stuff. <laughs> oh, best man. leftovers. Sandwiches. Uh, turkey sandwiches. I'm getting excited. And uh, <laughs> yeah, my mouth, my mouth is watering. <laughs> getting excited. Um, but the the message the message isn't about the food, and I'm glad that you got that. The message isn't about the food; it's about that person. Um, and I, if you've ever been struggled, if you ever struggled financially, it's kind of a hopeless situation. Like I can't lower my bills anymore. Like I have to pay to live here. Yeah. I have to pay to heat this place. What can I get rid of? What can I add? What can I do differently? And you get to this like kind of a place of hopelessness. And then the other thing is, is that um, the second part of this, in my opinion, is that our world has become incredibly isolated. Like incredibly, like Kelly was locked in his house for two years. I was locked in my house for two years. I had to wear a mask. I couldn't <laughs> even see your smile yeah, for two years. You know what really I mean? Really, you just, a lot of people live through social media. They're not uh, yeah. interacting. Yeah. So you, you put your you only see what's on social media, which is normally just all the good stuff. Right. So you're comparing your internal world to their external world, which is an unrealistic expectation. Unrealistic. Look at, they're having sushi again. Jared's in the Bahamas again. I'm stuck here (laughs) on my couch. Right. 
and I'm broke. And so there's just And really, it's just a green screen. I've never been to the Bahamas. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, Cabo, though. Cabo. Yeah. A few times. Cabo's yeah. nice. And so that's the secret is um, the delivery of hope, the delivery of I matter and I'm significant. I think that that's the first part. And then the second part, as I was saying, was that um, the illusion of separateness. The truth is um, that we're all one. We're all we're all experiencing the same human condition. And when I create separation, that's the illusion. The illusion that we've been forced to believe in, that we're all separate, we're all doing this on our own and we're alone, yeah. is the illusion. The truth is that we're all one. We're all making it together. And if I hurt you, I hurt me. And if you succeed, I succeed. That's the truth. Right. Yep. That's the thing that we're not talking about. That's the part that we're leaving behind. And I think that we need to talk about that more is I want you to feel good and, and feel accepted and, and um, successful and happy because if I can do that for you, I raise the frequency here on earth and it makes the earth a better place for me. And if I can do it with my family and it makes them feel better and my 10-year-old sees how good it is and I raise that frequency, of course my life is better. Right. Do you get what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. it's, there's, there's no downside to this opportunity. And those kids that are there, I usually have a, a high school like a football team, a baseball team, the swim team. I yep. do it in blocks. I have a DJ there, and they're out dance fighting. And I've had schools that are um, adversaries loading it, food and, dan- and dance fighting <laughs> <laughs> while doing it. And so um, when we start, the volunteers that are um, there that are helping me load the boxes and helping me um, load the food and give out the names, we have a prayer of gratitude. And we talk about in this, like, I want everyone to feel loved. Like, this is what it's about. When they pull through in that truck and, that, and they're going out to Tooele, I want them to know that they are loved, that they're appreciated, and I want them to take that feeling with them and deliver that. Yeah. Yes. The box of food's cool, but deliver this, this feeling of inclusiveness and love. And, and also a little bit of hope. It's hope. That, that, uh, that situation can really feel hopeless, and it can feel like it's a losing battle. Yeah. I feel like when you're... When you can't pay your bills, it's like, yeah, it's a losing battle. Yeah, you don't matter. Yeah, and then you're taking that home to the kids, and then they don't matter, and then they're going to grow up and guess what they're going to think that they don't matter. Yeah, it's a, it's a problem. It's a disease, and it can be cured with just a little bit of this love and hope. Yes. So when I think about Thanksgiving here, is I think about it on so many different levels besides just turkey, and so I'm glad I get to share that because. Um, I think that we get lost in the 65 pounds of food and how it's going to help with these hungry children. It's, it's just, that's just a symptom right. of loss of hope and loss of love and loss of significance and connectivity. And sure that there's hungry kids and they need to eat, but let's treat these things because it changed my life. And I'm going to die. So I'm going to surprise all y'all. One day... I'm going to die on a motorcycle. It could happen anytime. <laughs> yeah. Don't all of us in this room. Are don't a, put that out there. I'm just saying, higher. I'm, just saying I'm, a, I'm a mortal <laughs> and I'm becoming more and more mortal all the time. The older I get, the more I realize like my time is significant. And when I'm gone, I want there to be a little Robbie out there that got a box of Turkey and potatoes. Right. That's going to grow up and be a lunatic like me and want to change the world. And continue on and continue on. That's called legacy. And as I've grown older, and maybe as a man, I don't know if this is like part of my wiring, legacy has become really important to me. It's interesting that you, you call that legacy. I think a lot of people have the wrong concept of what legacy is. What do you mean? A lot of people look at legacy as though they need to put as many dollars behind their name as they possibly can, and that's their legacy. When you're laying there dying, 
you're having your massive heart attack, Kelly. Are you going to think, show me my, show me my checking account? <laughs> mm-hmm. I know at least, and, and again, I think this is probably something that will, the perspective for me will change, but people that are my age that are going through their 20s right now, that's, that is a lot of what I end up seeing. A lot of what I end up seeing from the 20 to 30 is like, that is the concept, or that is the time where you, the only concept you have is I need to build my wealth because wealth. my wealth is what I have to my name. And I, I'm very familiar with that feeling, right? <laughs> I've traveled that road. And in fact, I'm still traveling that road. Money, what? it matters. Yeah. I want to have a nicer, you name it. I want one. I want that. I none want of us, I want none to travel of us have more. cheap motorcycles. Yeah, yeah. We're all sitting here with some pretty nice bikes. A lot of chrome parked out there. <laughs> but... Um, there gets to be a point in your life where I don't not I'm not worried about that next meal. I'm not worried about that next mortgage payment. I'm not so worried about creating security. Is right. that a good word? Stability. Stability. Because right. I'm I'm there. Then the second part of it is I don't care what um, I don't like. The first year that I did it, I did it because I wanted to impress my mom. I wanted to pay that karmic debt and I wanted my mom to smile down yeah you wanted her to be proud of you wanted her to be proud of me but I know she's proud of me I know that even if I were to screw it all up and do it wrong (laughs) you know what I mean she's my mom she'd have been like attaboy that's my (laughs) son you gave me a college try yeah yeah yeah, you did your best man and so that's not it anymore then there was a point where I did it for significance I wanted people to like me and love me look at that Rob he's doing such a great job well it gets to be a point where I don't care about that either if you like me, yay. But if you don't like me, yay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter so much to I'll me still anymore. still sleep pretty well today. Yeah, right. I'm going to be okay. And so what am I doing it for? It's, it's really been interesting that this building this charity has been such a refining process for me as a man and a, a husband and a father, a real estate agent, all of the hats that I wear. Right. This has really refined me to like, what is it really about? Why am I doing this? Why am I trying so hard? Why does it matter? Man, I'm going to do it again. I just bench pressed my maximum bench, and I'm going to do it again plus more. 150? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. One, uh, 135. Shots fired. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's how I feel when I've done, like, Thanksgiving's Heroes ends, and now I'm going to get back on, and I'm going to do it again. It's It can be exhausting, and so there has to be something more compelling than, look at me, or, I don't know, there's a lot of... Or, or a corrupt idea. I'm doing it because it's a great tax shelter. Uh, I would have quit a long time ago. <laughs> There's better ways if, to find tax yeah, levels. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so that's, that's the rub is like continually refining my why that I'm doing it. And that's my big why right now is that fulfillment yeah. um, or I guess you'd say legacy. Um, fulfillment is another word that I like to use. Fulfillment happens when I'm doing something that fills my cup more than just that temporary like, oh, I got a new motorcycle or... I bought that new car because you know what? At the end of the day, it just becomes a motorcycle or a car. It's a tool to get me from A to B. It's not, it doesn't matter that I spent X number of dollars on the bike. It's just a bike. Right. Get it? You know what I mean? And so that, that wears off in a quick hurry. And so that's what it's about. It's about, um, on the big day, the Saturday before Thanksgiving, when I see all these people come through that I only see once a year for the big day, because that's all the only time, and I've known these guys for years. I'm, I'm, I, grew, I went to high school with that kid, or I went on my mission with that kid, yep. or we used to be cops together, or whatever the thing is, and they're coming through. That's the only time I see them. It's a great day, and everybody is so dang happy. Like, 
um, they've kicked me out. I can't stand um, where the cars are anymore. They put me down at the end, and if people want to get out and visit with me, which people do, because I was I was the bottleneck. I was yep. ruining it. You know what I mean? And they're like, Rob, we got to get you out of the production. operations yeah. guys. Yeah. Are like, get him get out, way <laughs> off to the side. He's causing too much trouble. Blowing I'm, whistles. Uh, yeah, because I would be like, get out of the car, give me a hug. You know what I mean? Like I'm slowing stuff down, <laughs> slowing it down. And um, it's just the best day of the year for me. It's my, my favorite day of the year. Yeah. And at the end of the day, I am emotionally just bankrupt. Like, I just want to go home and sleep. Yes. This year, one of my favorite bands is coming to town that day. I would give anything to see this band. Not going <laughs> to I can't. I can't. Because <laughs> I just want to go home and relax and be quiet and absorb all of that happened. Yes. But it's amazing. One of the other things that happens is the diversity of Thanksgiving heroes. Can I talk about that for a second? Yeah, absolutely. Last year, I had the uh, um, Women's Council of Realtors, the WCR, if you're familiar with them, mm-hmm. Kelly. Powerful women. These women are they're gangsters in heels. Like, I'm not kidding. These gals <laughs> are amazing. Like, the best examples in the business on professionalism and um, productivity. Like, these are some serious players. We're on one side. Um, helping me load cars and um, like sell t-shirts and do things and then on the other side was one of my very favorite mo- motorcycle clubs that have been highlighted quite often here in the American Masterminds it was the Rogue Souls love those guys and they're on the other side and they're wearing all their leather some have face tattoos a couple were wearing guns you know what I mean not guns guns like this is a rough crowd Dear lord yeah weapons of miscellaneous sorts of knives <laughs> and the women's council of realtors and these motorcycle guys were talking crap to one another like are you guys tired let's go come on pick it up pick it up let's go you were having dance battles between yeah. the high school the I got the women's council of realtors i've got the motorcycle club i had just the diversity is crazy <laughs> yes. because it doesn't matter if you're woke or if you're not we all love our children right yeah you know what I mean? It is an uncontroversial topic yeah. to say we need to feed children. Yeah. We need to make sure it's that they are fed. Inarguable, yeah. right? So, there's no politics behind that. No politics. And so that's the kind of the pure thing about Thanksgiving's Heroes is we don't – I don't care what your pronouns are or if you don't have no. pronouns. If you're wearing a, makeup, you're wearing a MAGA hat, I don't care. We all want to feed these kids. Right. And everyone yeah. shows up and they put all of that bullshit – excuse my language, aside and get to work. They roll their sleeves up and they get to work and it all disappears. We're all doing the same thing for the same people. Giddy up. And yes. it's kind of cool. Like, Where else does that happen? That's another thing that I think can be taught through those events. Like you've got the you've got the, the ability to kind of broaden kids' perspectives, give them an understanding of what you know these kids that are less fortunate than them are going through but then on top of that you can also you can also show people that if they just get together around a common cause it doesn't nothing else matters no. besides just achieving yeah. what we're there to do yeah that's, that's so the cool. connection yeah. yeah what what i think is really cool and you spoke about legacy is that that one instance in your childhood shaped you and made you the man you are today and then you speak of, of legacy, having another little Rob. That, yeah, it's like their legacy, the legacy that the Christiansons left was then transitioned into your legacy, right? It, it could have been, you could have been molded by some rich guy who right. only cared about money, and, and that those, would have been those, what you cared about. Yeah, the hard times kind of shaped you into who you are, and that's the special sauce behind yep. Thanksgiving Heroes is, mm. is Rob, the, the networker who knows 
everybody, all the different realms of people that you know. Yeah. It, that's the special sauce. It can make them so feel that's, at home. That's a really good question. So if you didn't do Thanksgiving Heroes, let's say that that was just a thought and you just let it go. Who would you be right now, you think? <laughs> that hurts my brain. <laughs> I don't know. Has, like, the real question is... Almost like... This has shaped you, right? This has made you who you are. This yeah. has taken you on this path that has really molded and shaped you and defined who Rob Adams is, right? Yeah, yeah. And if you hadn't had that, man, there's no telling what, where you'd be. Yeah. Right. Would, would you even would have you, red glasses? Would you have the, <laughs> would you have the determination that you have now? No, the discipline, the yeah. drive, all of the things. Man, I don't know. I don't know what it is. I do honestly believe, as I said earlier, that this is my divine, this is my divine calling. You know what I mean? And yeah. um, I, I find that undeniable. And in knowing that, it's given me a tremendous amount of power. And I talk about this, and I, I'm surprised um, how few people know what their divine calling is. Right. Well, and more people, just like I said, they just let it go. They don't even think about it. I think they just you have to become well, yeah, uncomfortable to yep. find it, right? They have yeah. that idea, and they're afraid. or Exactly. Yeah. Right. You push yourself into discomfort, mm. which f- allowed you to find that calling. These other people, a lot of people, myself included at, at a lot of times, are, I'm not, I don't feel like I don't empower myself. I don't feel like I'm capable of achieving that or it's, mm. it's, it's scary. And so we just don't. Yeah. And then you never know whether or not that that's been my big thing lately is like, you got to say yes to things mm. because you, you'll never know what the outcome is. You know, that's interesting. I, I actually do believe that a lot of us will sit and we're watching TV or we're hearing the radio, we're on social media, and we think to ourselves, someone should do something about it. Someone should do something about that. Like, that's this child trafficking. Or, Instead of, I should do right. something about right. that. Why isn't no, why is no one doing anything about this? Yeah. Is that possible? Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, if I could give you a word of advice, don't start a charity. If I could tell you anything at all. Find something that you're passionate about that's already going and back them. Get in and learn what they're doing. Make it better. Bring your special gift, whatever that is. And we each have a special gift. Yeah. Several. But pick something. And it could be bicycles for kids or shoes for kids right. or, or the, the trafficking thing. There's probably already a charity for yeah, that. You can right. find someone you who's could, dealing with you, the nasty logistics. Do you know logistics. those numbers? How many charities are around? That's a great question. I've heard that Utah um, per capita has more charities than any other state in uh, really? in the yeah in the United States for for tax write offs. Perhaps, perhaps, but I think there's also a lot of good people that think we're going to do this. We have a culture of gratitude here. Yeah. I think we we really do, but yeah. I think it's harder than it looks. Just like starting a business, you hear about the total number of businesses that are started and fail every yeah. year. I think that these charities start up like, gosh, how hard could it be? And they get going, and they don't. They don't feel the divine calling, perhaps, or they don't have the organizational mind, or they aren't lucky like I am, and I meet the Kellys of the world that are like, okay, let's do this. You know what I mean? And, he, and Kelly, you bring your special gift to the table, and that makes this even much more um, a, a bigger thing. Or Jared's like, well, I can do that. I've got a guy that can figure that out. And so it just I've been really very fortunate that I've kept it going for nine years. Nine years is kind of the exception. Um, I was recently honored in... Um, in Texas by the brokerage that I'm a part of um, for, for being a cultural icon is what they call it. 
and I was with all these other regions and I would talk to them like, hey, Kelly, what, what are you doing here? And they would talk about their charity and almost hands down, they were all one year or two years old. Mm -hmm. they, were, they weren't old enough to know better yet. They hadn't, they hadn't hit the wall, you know? And as Still bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. Yeah, oh yeah, we do. Okay, look, call me. Call me. <laughs> They're not ground down. Yeah, they haven't had those, those difficult times. And um, like, for example, one of the difficult times that we had uh, when COVID was happening, can I tell you the story that um, sure. COVID came up and the governor came out and said, um, we can only get together in groups of three and a half people and we have to stay 43 feet apart. Yeah. Just like a lot of arbitrary, no dogs, right. no dogs. Yeah. One dog. If you have two cats, like just these weird public gathering rules. And I'm like, well, that's <laughs> it. Stick a fork in this. We're done. There's no way we can have. 732 cars come through, 1,000 volunteers assembling, sorting, unloading, packing, picking, delivering, all the stuff. And I called up my, I called up the guy that is Bill Phillips. I'm just not going to say the guy, Bill Phillips. He's, he's a rock when it comes to Thanksgiving's heroes. I called him up. I'm like, I think we're done. Did you hear what the announcement from the, the governor's office? And he's like, Rob, if you get arrested for doing this, it will be the best thing that ever happened to Thanksgiving's heroes. <laughs> and I thought that's how, a fair point how gangster is that perspective that is so like put punk it on the rock. line yeah like this I'm in yeah. and so the that kids, day I showed still... up prepared to be arrested like I honestly thought the cops were going to pull in and I was I was telling everybody like have your phone handy have your phone handy like this is going on the news <laughs> I'm going to jail so that's an obstacle that I faced. And you know what? I didn't get arrested that day. It was a wonderful there's, there's experience. There's still kids that need to be yeah. fed. Yeah, that doesn't change. People right? would pull up and I'd have them roll their window down just this far. We'd slip the piece of paper in there. They, we all had our masks on. You know what I mean? We, we did everything, all the other arbitrary rules. We did all, everything that we could, but we didn't stop. And it was one of the best events of the year. The line was about three miles long around because we wow. – like, our logistics hadn't been figured out yet. Loading, it was a tricky right. thing. And there was a radio station that was playing music, talking about it. They were there, um, way over there, and they were playing music. So you could tune in and you, yeah. could, you could hear about yeah. the line that you're in. Yeah, and people were outside <laughs> their cars dancing. and having, It was just this huge party. It was so much fun. Nobody was mad that they had to wait an hour and a half to get their food. Nobody. And think about that. Like, how long would you wait in line? To right get food now? for yourself. To do anything. <laughs> to do anything. Like, it's unacceptable. You I've seen to... people, like, screech out of the McDonald's line. Yeah. Because it's like, it's six minutes. Or... That's unacceptable. The, that's where the power is, that, man. It's you just... saw me do that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's some, there's some magic in there that I don't fully understand, but it's yeah. super cool to be a part of it, you know? It really is. Hmm. Yeah. So what – I have a question. I'm curious if you can. I don't know. This might be a difficult one, too. But if you can distill – you know, you, you were talking about how much this has shaped you, this experience has shaped you. But if you could distill it down or, or pick out maybe one of the more important things that you feel you've learned or mm. absorbed from the, the whole experience of the whole nine years that you've been doing this, what do you think, what do you think your big takeaway or, or a couple big takeaways might be? Mm, man, that's a solid question. Thanks. Yeah, good job. Appreciate that. Uh, the first thing is, um, man, that's a great question. <laughs> the big one is like, if you're, um, on a selfish note, if you're ever feeling sorry for yourself, depressed or sad, serve, 
serve. Yeah. Do something kind for someone else. Get out of your own goddamn head. Yes. Poor meanness. Get out of the poor meanness and look to serve somebody else. If you can do that, then your life is better. And mm-hmm. I, I, get to, I get to do that a lot. I have to get out of my own, out of the bullshit in my head. Like, yeah. what am I doing? Like, well, this seems like a lot of work. And yeah. I can't believe I'm having the same conversation of good, yeah. like over and over. But when I I'm serve not a, I'm others. Not a victim. Yeah. I'm not a victim. There's people that have real problems. Yeah. Like, There's people that are really struggling. Yeah. Like my life. Yeah, that deal fell apart. Meh. Okay. Like I'll get another one. It'll come together. It's going to work out. Time to go get lunch. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to go. Yeah. I'm going to go eat now. Yeah. <laughs> and then I'm going to sleep in my bed. Maybe wake up tomorrow and eat again. <laughs> How blessed am I? I'm going to drink water right out of my own sink. I know. Crazy. We're so blessed. The second thing is um, that... If you have a pure motive, if you have pure intent, um, there is no limit on what you can accomplish. Mm. I cannot fail. Imagine if you approached anything in your life like that, Jared, knowing full well that I have God and angels at my back that are going to help me succeed. I don't know how it's going to work. God, I wish I knew. Wouldn't that be great if I knew how I was going to raise this money? Way less stress. <laughs> but the faith is, the thing that I know is that every time I've raised my goal, I've hit my goal. For example, one year, um, ooh, this gets me every time. I had a teacher call and she's like, I've got 30 kids. She was calling from a Title I school. I've got 30 families that need this food. And I was broke. I had spent every penny. I bought all of the food. And that day, I'm like, I'm sorry. I can't help you. I am I have spent all the money and I have it allocated for all these families. I wish to God I could help you. And I prayed on it. I meditated on it. I, I took it to God and she said, okay. And I got a donation for enough to feed 30 families. Boom. That's a miracle. I don't care who you are. Yeah, if that's not an omen. Yeah. It, the exact to the penny. The money. So I can't fail. I got... I got God and angels backing me up. You know what I mean? I'm, I've got so many good people, so many good mortals here. But on top of that, like, yeah. my, my B street. The is universe solid. has your back. It's the universe gonna... has got my back, and I'm going to make it happen. And so I've set this like ridiculous goal with this increased cost, and um, the the economy is shitty. People are struggling. The primary demographic of the people that I get to raise money, real estate agents, are struggling. Interest rates are at 7%. Yeah. Buyers, sellers, it's all just a total shit show right now. Yep. And so where am I going to find my money now? Where am I going to get that from? Because in the past, I've had all of my realtor friends, um, lenders, title companies, you name it, anyone that's in the industry, home inspection companies, all these companies that are like really struggling right now are the ones that have paid the bill. Right. So now I have to go find like a totally fresh, different area. And I, I don't know where that is. I have no idea where that's going to happen. I've got some ideas. I've had some amazing um, downloads of what I need to do. But the, at the end of the day, I know, I know it's going to work out. Yep. It's going to shake out somehow. There's going to be, there's the, the windows of heaven, as they say, are going to be open. I just don't know what that is. And it's crazy. And it makes me sick. And it keeps me up at night. Yes. <laughs> well, we're paying a lot for gas. So you should go to. Maverick stations. Yeah. Ooh. Hit them up for money. We caught um, uh, Come and Go, <laughs> who that just got bought by Maverick, actually yeah. was very generous. They did. A, they were our primary uh, donor for the motorcycle rally. 
they they gave us enough to feed um, over 60 families, like significant donation. So the cost to feed a family, um, when I first started, was about $80 to feed a family. That's what it cost to buy 65 pounds of food. Now it's closer to, it's like a $95, $97 per family. And so if you think about that, like I've gone to lunch with like, my wife and I've paid more for lunch, yeah. like a really nice meal or dinner. You know what I mean? Yep. And that could feed a family for a week. And so what I'm asking for is you to give up one date night, just one. And I've made it very easy. If you go to thanksgivingsheroes.org, you can do a reoccurring gift or you can just pay $25 a month, $10 a month, less than your gym membership. And that will add up and you'll feed a family easy. And so that's what I'm asking for is I, if I have 732 cars come through the line to deliver meals, each one of them, if they were donating to feed two families, like how far along would I be? Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. You doing the math on that? No, I'm going to look up something. I got an email from, because I have a special site set up on Thanksgiving Heroes. Yeah. And you guys are transferring sites or something. Yeah. So I got an email on where my different thing was going. Because I'm going to challenge everyone right here. Oh, boy. To pull out their phones and donate 100 bucks right now. Challenge accepted. Challenge accepted. 100 bucks right now. That's one family. It's one family. Each. Yeah. Thanksgivingheroes.org. Go there. Choose Salt Lake because I've got, we're in other cities. We'll talk about that in a minute. And choose Salt Lake and donate, a, donate to feed a family. Let's get this challenge going. Let's do Kelly. it. Oh, boy. I, uh... While everyone's doing this, I'll give my little thought that I had, which was um, you, you, your first point there of um, if you're feeling down, if, you're, if, if, if you are struggling in and of your own life, serve. Yeah. And uh, this is a, a very small version of that, but I kind of had a moment like that today. I was telling you when I got to the studio how I had I was just I was just feeling tired today. I was just feeling like out of it. And I I decided I'm gonna lay down after work, I'm gonna lay down, I'm gonna do a twenty minute nap and I'm gonna get back up and, and get to shaking moving and shaking and trying to get all the other stuff done. And I took the twenty minute nap and I st still felt like shit after that. Yeah. The, the alarm goes off and I'm I'm looking at my phone, about to hit the reset button to get another twenty minute nap in. And I looked up and I saw my computer sitting on my desk and I knew I'd talked to you about putting this video together and about getting, about trying to fulfill this need that you had this year that was so substantial that was really weighing on you. And I, it, that drove me to, to realize like, you know, he, Rob is working his ass off. <laughs> and, and here I am thinking, Maybe I need to take another 20-minute nap. <laughs> <laughs> and in that moment, I was like, no, I need to get up. I need to go out, sit in the sun so that the sun wakes me up a little bit, and I'm going to sit on my laptop, and I'm going to finish out this script. And that's what I did. And it, it drove me, and then, and then that drove me to go out. I stayed outside, and I read my book for 45 minutes, and I did all this other good stuff for myself. Nice. And it all started with that. It all really kind of started with you, I felt like. Oh, man. So thank, thank you. you. Yeah. yeah. That means a lot to me. <laughs> That means a lot to me. So can we talk a little bit about if you want to get involved with Thanksgiving Heroes, what that would look like? Yeah. Um, I've got a lot going on right now. We did a golf tournament, um, which is an irreverent golf tournament, if I could use that language, irreverent. We have more people Uber home 
it was it was pretty cool. It was really a, fun. It was a fun tournament. We do that at Thanksgiving Point. We were able to raise. Um, we did. I want to say twenty six thousand dollars. Oh, good. Which is really good. If you do anything above net eighteen, it's a successful tournament, and that really goes to my board and um, and Jenny and all the people that support the thing, the, the the golf tournament. Brandon Brady. Brandon Brady did that golf tournament, and we. That's a lot of money to feed kids. We did a motorcycle ride. And um, we raised enough to feed like 300 families, and so that was a good a good event. But this next event that's coming up called Rock Out Hunger, September 30th, man. I'm excited. There you go. Done. Done. <laughs> Thank you, Kelly. You're welcome. Thank you. I will use that money wisely, just so you know. Oh, I know you will. Rock Out Hunger. Um, well, I'd like to include a link on the in the notes yeah, of this. Yeah, absolutely can. Um, it is going to be the event of the year. Like it is going to be the event that people look forward to all year long because it's going to be so much fun. The band that's coming, I've seen them perform in Vegas. I've seen them perform here in Utah, and they rock. They they went. They're like the kind of band that goes from like Journey, Don't Stop Believing, like you're just power ballad. You know what I mean? And then they go right into the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Ooh. So you're just dancing your butt. All off. right. Yeah, it's so I'm much excited. so much fun. And we're gonna have a. There's gonna be an inside. Um, venue where you can go in and you can kind of have a vip experience if you want or you can be outside and we'll have a big old tent and a stage and it's going to be it's going to rock nice it is going to absolutely blow your socks off and if you love good music and a live band it's going to be fun we're going to have some uh, great um, auction items we're going to do a wine pool we're going to do a lot of fun stuff but mostly we're just going to dance our asses off nice yeah and i'm way excited about that this event is outside my comfort zone because most of the time i don't um we don't throw big events like that got it got it got it well done thank you the uh so this is going to be a great event and um so buy a ticket come in and check it out um i'll I'll send the link it's going to be in the notes and you can do that there's the monthly reoccurring gift and i hate to sound like it's all about money but without the money i can't buy the groceries yeah can i talk about buying the groceries yeah, yeah, 100%. I have to order the turkeys in February because they don't just pop out of the ground. You don't just, like, make turkeys. So I have to order 3,000 chicks in February. And so there's 3,000 little birds running around right now somewhere in Manti, Being Utah. Being raised for Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah. Little do they know. Yeah. Yeah. They are doomed. And so, <laughs> <laughs> and so there's, like, a lot of commitment. Like, when I... When I talk about faith, I'm saying, okay, let's roll the dice. Like this year, I want I want to feed five thousand families. Let's just make that number up. I've got to order. I'm on the hook for five thousand poultry items today, and I'm gonna start wow. working towards that. The potatoes and the stuffing and stuff like that, give and take, depending on the cell. But the, those birds are on. I'm on the line for that. Yep. And so there's there's a little bit of a there's a little bit of a Grand Canyon jump in faith on what I can accomplish this year that's that's wild logistically you have to plan how many months in a, in a he, in advance you know yeah that's bananas right that's a so big are you able to increase that i i would have a hard time like last year there was a poultry shortage and i got my three thousand birds and it was kind of unheard of they were like how are you getting all of these turkeys well i I ordered them in February. I grew them. Yeah, I, those were those were those little hands were hatched for, for me. If you ordered your birds in February, you got it. You, you have one. I mean? Yeah. And um, it's really very it's very set. I don't have a gluten free menu. I don't have a, a ham option. I don't have an option that's kosher. It's yeah. you know what you get is what you get. You don't throw a fit like mom used to say. 
and it but it's a lot of food it's a lot of food the bird weighs about 18 pounds wow yeah it's a big turkey and um and so that happens i go to associated foods um they're my my food partner so that's macy's and the big a and all these like local grocery stores buy their groceries from there and i um get the food um and i every week um about three weeks in advance we're calling up the guy and saying is there a sell on green beans like what do you got on green beans this year that we're doing something a little different that if i can get the food in advance i have someone that'll store it for me oh but up until now i have all of the food so last year it was i want to say 18 um trailers how long is a trailer like a 33 footer yeah, or 53 53 footer yeah. wow 18 of those i want to say 18 17 or 18 of those were delivered in the morning and then they're all unloaded and then they're all sorted, and they're all packed out. All the boxes are built. It's all done that morning. Wow. I've I'm, unloaded a single semi-truck yeah. at a time. That's a lot. It's a That's lot. That's a lot of A crap. lot of pallets coming lot. off of there. And I, um, Bill Phillips, our partner um, with Spectrum Solutions. Thank you, Bill, if you ever listen to this. Um, he's got a logistics company, and that's what they do. They unload trucks. They pick, they pack, they sort, and they ship. And so these guys are scientific. I have two lines that start like it. I want to say they're they're going like at five o'clock in the morning, four thirty in the morning. I get there, and they have these two lines, and they're both run by two different managers of his, managers of his company, and they are yelling at one another. They're talking some significant trash, and they're going as fast as they can, and they have the same number of boxes in each of the lines, the same number that they're running through there. They've got the same number of pallets being moved. You know, forklifts on both sides. Who can get it done first? Yeah. Yeah. And every year, like, this side will win or that side will win. And I'm not kidding. Like, it's a party. Like, it's a celebration. I don't know if money is on the line. I don't know if they're betting one (laughs) another. But it is fierce competition. And they're running through there. And, like, I am doing my social media thing, trying to catch video. And they can't, like, I can't talk. I'm busy. Like, I can't. (laughs) Trying to win. Yeah, later, later, later. And it's it's a game on (laughs) until those get out there. And so by 9 o'clock, I start Heroes Hour. Heroes Hour is from 8 to 9 o'clock. And that's just my friends and family, um, the OGs of Thanksgiving's heroes that are showing up. I want you to have front row. Like if you're going to Tooele, you get to pick first. If you're going to Logan, you get to pick first. I want those guys to come through first. Those are my big donors, the big supporters. I want those guys to have the, the best experience. And then there's time block starts at nine o'clock, nine to 10, 10 to 11, 11 to 12. And we usually go till about two o'clock, two or three o'clock going through as fast as we can. You can sign up for a time block. You bring your family through. And I always say if you can get in earlier, it's better. Because if I have a truck show up that's going to Tooele, I'm giving you six boxes. Um, if you, But then there'll be a car that shows up, you know, a little hybrid something, and it only fits two boxes. But the average is I'm trying to get as many boxes in the cars as possible yeah. to go until we're done. Because I've had years in the past where I've had 300 boxes left and no one left to deliver it. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah. so I had an experience. So last last year, so I had a ten o'clock time slot. Um, wound up having a conflict for that, so I had to reschedule. I think it was one of the last slots. It was like five something or whatever. Yeah. So I show up at five something. All the boxes are gone. The parking lot's empty. It's empty. <laughs> and I'm disappointed. Crickets. Am I in the right place? And I'm disappointed. Yeah. I'm like, what? Yeah. Yeah, we're cranking it through because I one year I was delivering um, Thanksgiving Heroes meals. I had a big GMC like a 3500 extended cab clear full clear extended bed clear full of food <laughs> and i'm driving around at midnight hey got your food for you buddy because they're expecting it these families yeah, yeah. they're looking forward to right. this and i am not going to let them down not going to happen 
And so I'm delivering food and the board's out delivering food and I go back and I get more and I go out and I deliver and go out and deliver. And my wife was out delivering, like we're delivering in some pretty hard neighborhoods, but we're all doing it. We're all going at it until right. it's all done and delivered. And I was exhausted. And it was a cold year. It snowed that day. One of the only years that it snowed. It was just difficult. And so my goal is as much as possible, as soon as possible, giddy up. So get that early time slot. Get that early time slot. Yeah. If you miss it, sorry. Yep. (laughs) I'm I'm bringing an F-150 and give me the hard neighborhoods. Come on. Come on. I got a few. Where do I get the names from? Um, They're nominated by school teachers. Um, 87% 87% of all the names are nominated by a school teacher. Can someone who's not a school teacher nominate? So that other percentage is charities that I'm friends with, other charities and organizations, or independent nominations from individuals. Nice. Right, right there on the website, too. Yeah. Right, nominate a family. Nominate a family. Yeah. And here's what the barrier of entry is to nominate a family. A name, an address, and a phone number. I don't care. I've had families nominate themselves year after year and year over year says in the Bible, I'm going to get spiritual on you. It says, in, and I'm paraphrasing this because I'm not, a, I'm not a theologist, but it says in the Bible, it is not mine to decide who, it's mine to do. Yeah. And so if you nominate your family and you're taking advantage of the system, that's your karma, baby. That's you. My job is to provide the meal to the families that are in need. Right. Regardless of what that, defin- that word need, what does that mean? I have three levels of need, actually. I have families that won't eat unless they get this food. I have families that um, it would be nice if they got the food. And then I've got families that like they get the food. You know what I mean? That it's okay. It's nice that they got the food, but it doesn't really move the right. needle. Right. And so I've called them the A families are the ones that like they're not going to eat otherwise. Right. I want just that's who I want to serve. I would like to push the B's and C's out. I would like just to have those families. And so if you know someone in your community who is struggling that's it. That's the barrier of entry. There's no credit check. There's no variable of like, we're going to check your income and make sure you're really struggling. No. If you say that you need it, I'm going to believe you. My first year delivering the food, I loaded up my car. I took my daughters and we went up to a, town, uh, a neighborhood called Pepperwood. Are you familiar with that area? Yeah. Pepperwood. Of course, I'm a real estate. Yeah, yeah, of course, you know that area. Pepper, <laughs> Pepperwood's fancy. Fancy yeah. pants. If you're I don't. I don't know about. It's I'm not it's a multi million dollar home. <laughs> multi. It's in East Sandy. It's a gated community. Like you don't just get into this place. Like it's, it's legit. Like these people are doing all right. They're not struggling. Hmm. I got a Pepperwood address. And I drove into this neighborhood, and I'm thinking to myself, I lived in Taylorsville at the time in a nice home that was built in 1954. <laughs> and I'm thinking to myself, damn, these people should be delivering food to my house. Like what am I doing here? Went into the home, knocked on the door. The kids let us in, which happens a lot. Like, you, you, you've been, you know, like I'm a stranger. You're letting me in? You got food, man. That's a ticket. <laughs> they let me into the house. No furniture in the whole house. Nothing. Not a stick of furniture in the whole house. No TVs, no couches, nothing. Went into the kitchen, opened the fridge, started putting the food into the fridge. And this was back before I had boxes. This was like I had just some bags. Yeah. Grocery bags. Yeah, I'm just like schlepping <laughs> the whole, in a, a this turkey. Whole scenario. Yeah, I'm going so back sketchy. and forth like six times. <laughs> Loading the food into the house, no food in the fridge. Not even mustard and ketchup. Everybody's got mustard and ketchup in their fridge. Nothing in this house. Wow. And I'm walking out, and I'm like, what's going on, guys? And it was just like some older, some of the older kids who were wicked excited to get this food. They said, Dad was diagnosed with cancer. We're just trying to hold on. We're just trying to make it until he gets better. My, the moral to the story is you don't know. You don't know. You just don't know who's struggling in your neighborhood. Yep. You could, they could be down the street, and they could be putting on a great show, but inside that house... 
They've sold all their furniture. We come full circle to the social media. They can look great on social media, but everything exactly. behind the facade is, is yep. falling apart. Yep, yep. And as I walked out of the house, I realized, you know, the lawn hadn't been mowed. Like, this house is kind of in rough shape. These people were struggling. They were hanging on by their fingertips. And I, I bet they were on the verge of losing their house. I bet they were. And this gift is something I'm bringing to their home that they could absolutely 100% need and use. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yep. It's amazing. It's amazing. And so that kind of changed my perspective. And I remember reading that in the scriptures. It's not mine to decide who. It's just mine to do. Yeah. And so that's kind of my mantra. Or, I, or the motor. I, I, I use that. I, I love that because I use it for the guy that's panhandling on the corner. Right? Yeah. So I, I believe that if you decide or if you choose to donate to that guy, don't question what he's going to do. Yeah. yeah. It's not yours to question. Yeah. Right. Is he going to go buy drugs, more alcohol? What's he going to do? Yeah. Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Right. It doesn't matter. Right. You did your part. You did what you wanted to do. What you if, you, if you're, if you're concerned about that, there are other ways to help that person. Yeah. Yeah. But, but just help them. Help yeah, somebody. Exactly. Do something. Do something. The, the thing, the other thing that's interesting that I've learned, um, and uh, this, this, I'm glad we're having this conversation. I don't really talk about this on most podcasts, but is the people's ability to receive gifts. Yeah. Mm. It's, been something, it's very tough. It's an interesting thing. It it's is. very tough. Some, some people you go to and they don't, they're embarrassed. They don't want to open the door. Some people respond in anger. They're so mad that they have to get this. Right. That they're angry about it. And you have, thanks, put it in here. Put it on the couch. Get out of here. Thank you. They're, you're out the door. Other people are so openly, warmly receiving this gift with love you know what gratitude. I mean? And gratitude. And you can see this is going to change their, not only their day, but perhaps their, their life. It's weird. This receiving, being able to receive a gift or a compliment or a kindness. Like we all have a different level or a gift or ability to do that. And I never knew that before. I just thought it was just a, a gift is a gift. Not, not true. Some people receive it so well. Right. Yep. And so it really changed my ability when someone pays me a compliment rather than being like, ah, you know, thanks. To receive it. I'm going to get better at receiving. I want right, to improve right. my ability to receive. Because if I can't receive from you, I can't receive from the universe. I can't. My ability for that, for God to give me the gift to, to know that I've got the angels, the yeah. armies of angels behind me, I can't have that unless I can receive yeah. just as well. And so that's been something that I've really had to work on because I'm so prideful. Oh, I don't need it. I'm good. I, I can do it on my own. And it's a selfish act. It's a selfish right. act. It's a selfish act. And if I limit your ability to help me at Thanksgiving's Heroes, who am I hurting? Right. Right? It's ridiculous. Yeah. I have yep. to be able to receive your kindness and your generosity. And I've got to be able to ask for the money. Get your wallets out. Let's do this. Let's donate. Let's yeah. let's contribute. Because a lot of people, they don't have the time, but they have the money. Some people don't have the money, but they have the time. Whatever you've got, bring it. This The, the, the beauty about Thanksgiving's Heroes is there's room for everybody right. to serve at whatever capacity that they can. Yeah, I need the money to buy the the groceries but i also need people to drive i also need people to load i need i need i need i need to be able to receive that gift isn't that crazy that that's a mm-hmm. lesson that i've learned about receiving because i never thought about that until i've been doing this for a while because i've had people go out and deliver the food and they have a terrible experience delivering the food and i always think to myself it's not you it's the person's ability to receive that gift yep isn't that interesting mm-hmm. I, I i have seen my I've, I've done that at times and the thing that that i think sticks out to me about those experiences that I've had where I have failed to to be gracious in that moment is almost no, not almost always I reflect back on that moment and go why why 
What, what was it? What was it in that moment? What was the visceral feeling that overcame me where my graciousness just left me? And I, and I think it's, it, it's hard for, like, that it's is, e- that's a ego. difficult thing to overcome. Ego? It's ego. Yeah. I think ego. I it's think ego. fear. That's, that's the biggest thing is ego. ego, I would think. Yeah. I'm proud. Yeah. 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 Hmm. Yeah, I th- um, I think about there's a story that Jim Rohn tells. I'm um, shifting gears a little bit. He talks about the the two boys that um, had a dad. Um, have you heard the story? Jim Rohn had well, these. He was mentoring these two boys, and their father had um, uh, broken into a store or held up a, a grocery store gas station, and accidentally shot and killed the clerk. And he went and ended up doing life prison. You ever heard the story before? Uh-uh. One of the sons grows up and he kind of ends up being just like his dad. He ends up getting arrested for nearly killing someone in a robbery. The other son is wildly successful, wildly, um, he's, he's, got a, he's doing great things in the community. He's philanthropic. Philanthropic, you know, a good dude. And um, Jim Rohn asked these boys, like, well, how do, why, why are you the way that you are? And they both answered the question the same way. Same, same way, because of my father. How, how else could I be? How else would I be? Because of my dad. Interesting. And the reason that I bring that story up is because I think about my origin story about being raised poor and being ra- in this place, and I could have made the choice to be yeah. bitter. The world owes me. I've, I've suffered. Victim. I've, I'm a victim. Yeah. Or I could take that and they use that as fuel to, fuel to do something great. I'm glad that I made the choice that I did, but how easy would it have been? And so I think about the deliveries that we're making, the deliveries of this food, and how are these people receiving this is their choice. How are you delivering it is your choice. Are you delivering it with a fear in your heart? Like, I, I'm afraid to love this family. I want to encourage you to play all out. If you're going to deliver these meals, I want you to play all out. I want you to try to get your arms around these people. I want you to hug them and love them. Right. Because it's your choice how you're going to receive this message, receive yeah. this gift. You're getting a gift that you get to deliver the food. Right. How will you receive that? What story will you tell yourself to make it significant? You know what I mean? How will this impact your children or your grandchildren when you're going to involve them in this? That's a really interesting. That, that's a great perspective. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I think about this a lot. That's a cool. That's a, <laughs> that's a cool thing to pass down to your kids as well. If you're going to bring your kids to to deliver the meals, it's a great that's, lesson, right? That's a cool lesson. Yeah. Yeah. How did they receive have, that? Have that conversation with them. Right. As you're going in, how did they receive it? I on the on when you receive the the URL code or UPC code is that what that little box is yeah, called? Yeah, little you scan the box. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you can scan that and it gives you the address. And then there's a link there that um, is a video of me saying what I want you to say to the families. I don't know how many people watch the video, but the video simply <laughs> says um, the reason that you were nominated. You were nominated by someone in the community who must love you very much. You are important. You matter. I love you. Have a great day. That's the message. And that's the message that I want you to deliver. I want you to be able to receive this gift as the deliverer of love. How can how well you will you receive that, Kelly? If you can receive that gift, then you're getting what I'm trying to accomplish here. Yeah. And it's not 65 pounds of food. That's that's the symptom. I want to treat the cause. Yeah. You are worthy. You are loved. You can cope. You are worthy of love. I am lovable. Yeah. All of these things are the message that we want to teach. And those are the three big lies. If we can get past those three big lies and communicate that to others, then we're making the world a better place. I know that sounds Pollyanna. When I say it out loud, I kind of get like, I can feel the sugar sickness coming on, but it's the facts. It's what's needed. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Yep. 
So we're hosting this big concert with this band. We're going to have this great event. Is this is that the kind of finale event before it's kind of, the It's like the big the kickoff big for the fall right. the fall fundraising. It's hard for me to raise any funds for Thanksgiving's Heroes when it's June. No one's thinking about it. <laughs> Thanksgiving. But, yeah. but um, as soon as we get to about Halloween, this time of year when the, the fall starts to happen, people are starting to get into the mindset of... But as soon as that pumpkin spice hits, baby, yeah, we're on. Yeah, yep. I, should, I should set a calendar like when they drop pumpkin spice yeah. on the menu at Starbucks. That's when you put all the posters up. It's time to go. Coffee shops. Yeah. <laughs> and then you should hit Starbucks up for some funds. For some funds. Ooh. The other thing is that um, on these events that we do, we look for raffle items and auction items. And so if you have an Airbnb in Grand Junction, Colorado, you want to donate a weekend, donate that weekend. If you have a service, if you have something cool, if you've got a Traeger grill laying around or you know someone at Traeger or you know someone at the, what's that, is it Yeti? It's those really awesome coolers. If you know someone there or you know someone at a a retail store, man, I need that stuff. I need to get that so we can get it in front of them because the tickets that I'm going to sell for this event is going to pay for the band and the venue. I'm going to make the money on the auction and the raffle. And so stuff like that really makes a huge difference. Um, and so if you have that connection, I don't need your money. I need that connection. I need yeah. you to call up your buddy Randy over at Yeti <laughs> and have them donate an awesome cooler that I can auction Mom, off. Randy. I was going to oh. say, <laughs> so if, you're, if I'm a business owner, who, how do I get involved? What, what can I do? Like maybe I, don't, maybe I don't have a product to give you that people are going to want in a silent auction, but I run a successful business. I have some spare money. I want to be philanthropic with it. How, well, how can I get involved? Great question. I do what's called a virtual turkey drive. In fact, you did one last year, a virtual turkey drive with your, or, with your organization or your team was doing one. Yeah. Um, and the way that that works is I create a um, unique URL for your company and it has your brand, Alec brand. <laughs> And then underneath this partnership, the widgets, the things, um, and under there is in partnership with Thanksgiving's Heroes has a goal to feed 50 families. And you're going to send this website out in your monthly newsletter or right. your blog or whatever it is that you do. And people could go in and donate to your company in behalf for Thanksgiving's Heroes. And you have a thermostat on there that starts at zero. Our goal is 5,000. Up it goes. That's cool. And I've had companies do uh, competitions. I do usually a competition on virtual turkey drives like the University of Utah versus BYU. Uh, which school like is going to bring it? Keller Williams versus Century 21. We've done that a couple times. Yeah. Keller Williams, um, a huge brokerage here, is competing with Century 21, which is the greatest Century 21 in the country. It's been... We're the largest office. Largest office. Largest Century 21 office. In the United in the States. Amazing. Wow. Like the power that are in these two brands. And these agents compete with one another back and forth. They see who can raise the most. We call it the uh, Turkey Super Bowl. And they raise money against one another and see who can win. And George Morris over there and Boyd Brown, these guys are competitors of the fiercest level. They do a, did a video together making fun of one another and, <laughs> um, and competing with it. And so the, like, just the generosity in the real estate organizations, in the, in the culture, it's just – it blows my mind. But if you have a small company and you want to feed – you have a goal to feed 50 families – let me put together a virtual turkey drive for you so that you That's can brilliant. put that out there. I've had neighborhoods do it. I've had um, BNIs do it. I've had um, Girl Scout troops set goals and do it. Um, That's, so it doesn't just have to be a business. It could be any organization. Yeah, that you yeah if you've got a baseball for. team and you want to set a goal and have these kids go out and raise money to feed 20 families, let me create a, 
a website for you and you can go crazy. That's, that's great. awesome. Yeah. That's so way better than those freaking coupon book things. Oh, yeah. Screw the coupon books. Also, we're, we're partnering with Shields is a good one. Shields during the uh, like uh, Black Friday through that week, they're going to do that uh, donate a dollar, buy a, you get to buy a feather. And I've got this six foot tall Tom Turkey, Todd the Turkey. And he's going to be standing there with his hat on. And you can buy a feather. You write your name on there, the Bayless family. And you go stick it on Tom's butt, and it's going to cover the whole <laughs> south side of the store. They can put it on the window, and it's going to be this giant turkey feather, like that's a peacock awesome. almost. And um, that's going to be awesome. So there's just a ton of ways. The thing that about this that is exciting for me is the ability to succeed is limited by my imagination. And I'm around some pretty imaginative folks you know what i mean some pretty smart <laughs> yeah. men and women that are like you know what we should do and i'm like huh what? really we should do that <laughs> i have no idea how to make that happen to you and let's, <laughs> let's let's do this and so there's just lots of ways to get involved that i already have put together but i'm not limited to that like if you have an idea and you're listening to this podcast and you're like you know what you should do we should do you know something else that i came up with um i had this moment of clarity I'm going to do these tribal events. There's a, a gal on our board from the Huntsman uh, Cancer Foundation, and they do tribe events where they have, I go to your house, Jared, and we have an event at your home, and I provide wine or root beer floats, depending on what your it's tribe your is into, you know? <laughs> and we're going to play a little three-minute video. Right. And yep. that you're helping me with, yep. Alec. Exactly. And that then you're going to get up, and you're going to talk to your friends, and you're going to say, the reason that I'm a part of Thanksgiving's Heroes is because this is why I do it. And then I get up, and I say, it costs about $100 to feed a family, Get your phones out. Let's do this and have that donation made. What I've learned or what I'm learning, I should say, is that when I have a golf tournament, there's usually one person in the foursome that paid for the tournament. Like, and they have their three buddies there and they get a round of golf for free, basically. Mm -hmm. And they don't donate that much of anything because they're just kind of like, I don't even know what's going on here today. I don't yeah. even know why this is it. So I have these giant events with very little um, yield, small ROI. And I say small, $27,000 is nothing to sneeze at. We did really great. But what if every person at the golf tournament actually showed up with the intention to support their friend who bought the golf? All the people that are going to be in your house that we're doing this event for are your friends. Like This, right, is, this, right. is, your, this is your peeps, man. And I'm not going to hard sell them. I'm just going to say, this is why Jared's doing it. Don't you want to do it? And have that like inspiration that you were talking about. Right. Hell, if Rob can do it, God, I can do it too. Right. And I'm going to start doing these little events. And, and I want peer to do... pressure. Yeah, like it works. Yeah. <laughs> it works. Yeah. First-hand experience tonight. <laughs> it does work. It works. Get your billfold out. Let's do this. And I think that if we could create we just... these small events, I would have a much um, better opportunity to, number one, raise the money, but number two, to meet people who are looking for something like this. Because at the end of the day, I don't know anybody who doesn't want to get their family involved in something that's going to take their children from entitlement to gratitude in one day, yep. right before the holidays. Yeah. What? What a great idea. So that's my new thing. If you want to have a tribe event, let me know. Yeah. I can set that up. Um, Alec is helping me put together a powerful, compelling video that's going to make you cry. Exactly. <laughs> Laugh, cry, Laugh and cry. cheer. All the things. <laughs> and then we're going to do a soft ask, and um, I'll, we'll make it a nice little event, an hour and a half at your house, and hopefully we can do something great there. Yeah. So I'm Sweet. looking for ideas. If you have an idea on how we can make this goal happen, I'm, I'm expecting a miracle to fall into my lap any second. Man, I feel like I've been doing all the talking. What questions do you have about this? <laughs> so uh, you talked about raising for north of 400000 this year. How many families will that feed? 
We'll feed 3,000 families here again in Utah. A lot of the money that I raise is going to go towards next year as well. So the cost of having the websites, being able to create these virtual turkey drives, to um, have my one employee, Jenny, she's a superstar, to have all these things, I have to pay for these costs. And so it, the, the 3,000 families that we're going to feed, which is actually 3,600 families is our goal this year because we fed... Thank you, Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got another challenge for you. Oh, I'm not, Jesus. I'm, not, I'm, I'm out. <laughs> oh, I, can't, I can't do it. Uh, but I want to feed families, and I want to increase the satellites. I'd like to have a satellite in Utah County where they are distributing food down there. I'd like to have a satellite in Tooele County and maybe one up in Davis County where they're doing it. Because I have a lot of people that will drive all the way in from Tooele, and then they have to drive all the way back out. Yeah. How cool would it be for people to sign up and – be able to do it in their community in their community yeah. and have yeah. like their own kind of a celebration and event there that's how this is going to grow locally um and i would like to grow it to five thousand families i would like to my goal my ultimate goal in utah is five thousand families because that five thousand families i can go to manti and i can roll up to that turkey farmer and say hey i've got a minimum order of five thousand turkeys i would like to brand these turkeys that say joe's turkey farm with thanksgiving's heroes it has our logo on it our it's wrapped they won't even talk to me till i hit five thousand. wow hmm. so that's kind of my like that's my big goal yeah. here we're in cleveland and dallas we're in a few other cities here and so we'll we'll end up feeding um last year we were we were over um i want to say nine thousand families wow nationwide that were so is this your largest hub here or yeah Cleveland's going to kick my butt, though. <laughs> Cleveland has a bigger need than I do, than we do. Like, I'm feeding the A, Bs, and Cs. They're feeding the A's. Just the A's. Just the A's, and they're getting close to 3,000 families. Wow. So they're going to pass us up because they live in an area that can yeah. has the need. I think that we have the need here, but we just don't have the the footprint yet. Not, not everybody knows about it. Right. And if I was a school teacher and I worked in a, in a school that was one of these um, – these schools that are title one schools is what they're called. I would nominate every kid in my class. Where's the link? I'll do it myself. I'll go home and I'll do it on my own computer. I just don't know if we have that reach yet. It's right. So yeah. slowly growing. Right. Yeah. That's the deal. Let me hear it. What's the challenge? What do you got? Well, it, <laughs> it's, it's a question first. Question. So does this guy does uh, does Thanksgiving heroes have any vision? For doing anything other than just delivering food? No. Oh, good question. Okay. So we talked about it's not about the food. Yeah. Right? It's about bringing the, bringing the community together, bringing people together that are separated. With what you have right now, that still kind of stays that way because everybody's still in their own little places, right? Yeah. So how could Thanksgiving Heroes focus a little bit more on those kind of successes as opposed to just delivering food? That's a great question. Hmm. I don't know the answer to that. That's a stumper. I'm going to have to, th I'm going to, have to think on that. I think it was you that actually challenged me. For the 3,500. <laughs> you did. I, you definitely did. <laughs> I was there for that. I remember that. <laughs> and so what I did, damn you, <laughs> is I went to uh, two it's organizations. Easy. We're going to get it. It's easy. Oh, yeah. We're going to do it. But it was just like, I just max bench pressed and he's wanting to throw on two more plates on both sides. <laughs> this guy doesn't know what it takes. Know. Um, so what I did, I, I had this um, kind of a vision. It's weird how these uh, downloads happen. I guess if you have the armies of angels, 
backing you up. You're going to get downloads once in a while. How can I go to an organization and say, hey, I'd like to approach you. Ken Garf and Shields were the two organizations I approached. What if we were to do this in your parking lot? What if we were to feed? Shields is the best. I went to the gal, Cherie, Sherry. Went to her and she said, I want to feed, I said, I want to feed 150 families and I want to do it in your parking lot. And she's like, how about 300? And I'm like, I'll take that bet. <laughs> Let's do that. And then, and then Ken Garf, they wanted to do it as well. But the thing was, is like, I'm going to tell you how much it costs to buy the boxes, how much it costs to buy the food. I'm going to get, buy all the food. I'm going to get the volunteers if you need help. Otherwise, all your employees at Ken Garf, thank you very much. The Garfs for showing up. All your employees can show up and they can deliver the food and have the experience. Or your sphere of influence, your um, clients can come and be a part of it. Or Shields, they can advertise it. They can do the media. They can make it. They Shields can make kills it. it. Shields is great Shields at is amazing. Yeah. Ah, amazing. Their marketing team. Well done, Shields. Amazing. And so they both took the challenge and they upped the number. And so we fed 300 families in the Shields parking lot and 300 families. And I say in the parking lot, that's where the event occurred. But the food was then delivered for spring giving and summer giving. And so I'm trying to increase our footprint. But how can I do it without hurting the ultimate goal of Thanksgiving's heroes? And so that was the challenge. When you said that to me, it was like it kind of broke my brain for a second because I want to feed more families. I can do this. I'll step up to this challenge, Kelly. Thank you very much. Um, but how can I do it without hurting my ultimate mission of this week, this one week of them going hungry while we're stuffing our faces and watching football? How do I, how do, I do that without hurting my numbers? And, man, yeah. that's how I came up with it. And so they were like, okay, we'll do it. There was, no, there was no problem. They were happy to write the check and have that generous donation if I could deliver the names of the kids and the food and, and, and all the things that it's easy for me feeding 300 families after doing a 3000 family day is like training will stuff. You know what I mean? (laughs) It was, it was kind of fun again to personally unload the truck myself and personally count the food myself and personally kind of brought you back to your roots a little bit in a way. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Scaled it back down and you, you, I think that happens a lot when you start to treat it. You know, we talked about this earlier on when you, you start to treat your charity like a business, which you need to do to scale it to, to be able to help more people. But you, it's hard to when you do that to anything. It's hard to maintain that passion for right. it. It's, you lose what you what brought you into the fold right. essentially. Yeah. Right. And so this uh, this exercise, thank you again. It brought me back to the my why more clearly than before because I get I do get lost in the weeds. I do think, oh man, I got to cut costs on boxes. If I'm thinking about cutting costs on boxes and the dimensions of the box and what I want to print it on there, do you think I'm thinking about that? That little Robbie in the future, I'm not. I, I've lost sight of that. I've mm-hmm. got caught up in right. the, the the gears. Right. And so it was really good for me to like get down back into the the grind of of doing the thing, carrying the box, loading in the yeah, <laughs> doing that, sweating again. And it was super good for me to to get clarity on why I'm doing this this year. So super grateful for that charge. Thank you. So so can I share a little something that might spark a little something? In you uh, no. to do that? I'm sparked out. <laughs> <laughs> so I've, I've made it a tradition to go um, down downtown to the Greek, or, the Greek Orthodox Church yeah. for Thanksgiving and serve the homeless there, right? So you see these, these homeless people come in, and they're just big round tables. And they all sit together because they have to, right? And you serve everybody food, and you do all this kind of stuff. But... They're coming together, right, in camaraderie and, and 
you know, over a meal and talking and, and they even talk to you and it's really an enjoyable experience for, for me as well. But that's one way that you could bring people out and bring them together, right? So if there was a way to not just deliver meals, but maybe have events where you serve meals, right? And you have people come. Mm. Mm. Damn you. Damn you and your ideas. I like that idea. Kelly, I'll have to think on that one. I have to noodle on that one, pray about it, ponder and pray. Because that's outside and my I, scope. And I would bet a lot of that food that would be served would be donated. So there probably wouldn't be a whole lot of expense on your part mm. for like added food cost or anything like that. Mm. Even made by volunteers, cooked. It's going on the notebook. Yeah, I'm writing that, I'm writing that down. <laughs> Hmm. All right. I'm going to noodle on that one. That's a good challenge. Thank you very much for that. Uh, one of the last things I want to talk about, and I feel like we kind of beat this to the ground, but I want to go over it one more time. Um, people ask me all the time, because Thanksgiving Heroes should be, the acronym should be TH, Thanksgiving Heroes. Why do I say TGH? Can I tell you? I'm yep. curious. I've actually wondered this. Yeah. Thank God for heroes. Um, <laughs> Is that, did I guess? Did I just ruin it? <laughs> they give hope they, they give hope, they give hope. What, there you go that's what it stands for they give hope thanksgiving's heroes is tgh and so because that's what it's about it's about the hope it's of course about the food but it's about that hope it's about that delivery and so when you wonder like why are we using tgh it's because they give hope and that's important to me and um when you're sitting on the couch when you're listening to this podcast and you think someone should do something about that my challenge for you is it's you you're the only one that you're the only one that can do something about it. And if you want to have fulfillment and legacy in your life, do it, get off the couch, go do it. Start the Oakland chapter. Yeah. Do the Oakland chapter. Do the, let's, let's do this. Let's grow this somewhere, somehow let's make this, let's just make this so there are, there's no hungry kids and it can, it's a, it's a doable dream. We can make this happen. And, um, when someone quit shooting, quit shooting all over the place, someone should, I should, you should, they should. Just do it. Do it. Get up and do it and see how your life will improve. See how your life will be blessed. It's the only person, and I say this all the time, the person that's been blessed most by TGH is me. Me. I'm receiving more than anybody else, more than anyone that gets a box of food, than anyone that shows up. My life is enriched. My life is purified and, and blessed over and over and over again because I do this and there's so many times at the end of the event at the end of the t golf tournament I think to myself what am I doing I'm never going to do this again but then on the big day when my when the windows of heaven are opened and my life is purified and blessed I think there's no way I cannot do this this is what God made me for and I'm, re I'm reminded of my mission I'm reminded of my purpose in life and I want to give that to everybody if Thanksgiving's Heroes isn't your jam Kelly then Find something that is. It is my jam. It is your jam. <laughs> He's the one who said it. Jared, <laughs> if it's not for you, find something is what I'm saying. You deserve to bless your life by doing good for others. Yeah. It's like saying I don't have enough energy to go to the gym. Well, you got to go to the gym to have the energy. Yeah. I don't. I don't have the energy. I can't do it. Just do it, and you'll be amazed at the blessings that come in. 
do this test of faith. Step up to the plate and serve somebody and your life will be blessed. That's my, that's my big lesson. That's the big lesson that I want to share with everybody. It doesn't have to be this, but find something because yeah. we need it. So if you're from Tooele, we need you. We need you. If you're from Utah County, we need you. Davis County, we deliver all the way up to Logan. We deliver pretty much all of northern Utah. We're in every school district in northern Utah. Tooele County is huge. It goes clear out to Wendover. Yeah. I have families in Wendover that need to be served. That's a, that's a road trip. That's a road trip. Show up. Fill up the car, go on a road trip, enjoy yourself, make it a day, have a good day doing this. Alpine is the largest school district in, in Utah. Did you know that? Alpine yeah. is huge, and they have a need there that I didn't know of. I think Granite would have been. Granite isn't one of the largest school districts, but I think that they have per capita the greatest need. Because uh, uh, they're the most underserved neighborhoods. Most, yeah, and there's just a lot of um, immigrant migration, people coming in that are – they're. They're just like I was when I moved to Texas. They have no family. They've got nothing. And so they need that help. Right. Yeah. And so if you know a school teacher, tell her about Thanksgiving. Him. Tell them. Whatever their pronoun is. Uh, tell them about Thanksgiving's Heroes and have them nominate the kids and, and get them involved. Because I need more A-level families. So that's a lot of stuff. It's a lot of stuff. So I'm grateful that you guys have tuned into uh, this podcast of American Masterminds. Thank you, Jared. Thank you, Kelly. Alec. Scotty on the board. Thank you, guys. If this is a podcast that you've enjoyed, please share it with your friends. Please share about Thanksgiving's Heroes. Click on the links below. Get involved. Um, get up and make a difference in the world. American Masterminds is Thanksgiving's Heroes partner um, and a trusted partner in that. And if you want to get involved with American Masterminds, click on the link below. Share this with your friends and get more people involved doing great things in the community. Families helping families. That's what we're all about here at American Masterminds. And that's why Thanksgiving's Heroes is the charity of choice. And I'm grateful for the support, grateful for um, you taking the time to listen. And if you're still listening, thank you. Have a great yes. night.